Welcome, everybody, to the GBO Podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. And today, uh, for this big day of excitement that we've had, we've also joined by our pal Kyle, uh, formerly from Garnet and Black Attack. Um, A.K.A. Chicken Hoops. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Kyle, how's it feel to be the guy that you are that when we think hoops, we think chicken, chicken hoops? How's it feel to have that name? Um, I'm just impressed that when you think chicken, uh, you think of me instead of Rush's, Bryce. Well, who goes Ooh. and gets the chicken sandwich at Rush's? I'm a double cheeseburger kind of guy. All right. I'll, you get the chicken leg on the side. It's a nice little treat for yourself. That's a nice move. Uh, that's a veteran. That's a veteran Rush's move. Chicken leg on the side. Come on, Rush's. Sponsor our pod with Modern Exterminating. Anyway. All right. Thanks for joining us this week, Kyle. Um you know, it was just a normal Thursday until people started texting me and they're saying, what's going on in Gamecock basketball? I go, what do you mean? And they go, we just got two commitments. And I was like, what? I jumped to Twitter. We get two Finnish players from Finland. Finnish? Is that what you... you you're, you're doing great so far. And you want me to take over and say their names? Sumter, I'm going to leave that off to you now. I can't pronounce their names. All right, so we got Oku Federico and uh, Morris. I'm going to mess this one up, but I believe it's Yagusik. Um, uh, both from Finland. Yagusik is a um, um, is a is Six a 23. Point yeah, and and is and is signing a is taking a 2023 20, spot. Uh, Federico will be in the 2024 class. And from what their their coach said is the 2023 guy is going to redshirt in 2023 to play with his teammate in 24. Breaking news. And then, and then I, I literally, I think I texted Bryce. I'm like, do we do a pod tonight? And before he could respond, Bryce, what happened? BJ Mack committed and he was our number one you know, transfer portal guy that we went after. I think the day he hit the portal, Lamont went to um went to Paris, went to Charlotte and met with the family. He was the first one in the living room. And from what he said today, he liked Lamont when he played uh, you know played against him when he was at Chattanooga and liked how he used his centers. And we got Mr. Mack, aka don't be confused with BJ Mackey. BJ Mack, 6'8, 250 plus. He is the perfect size of a power forward. What are your thoughts, Kyle? Um, This is the guy we couldn't miss on uh, for this cycle. You know, if you look at uh, what we're going to do in the post next year, Josh Gray is back. I think he'll be uh, ready to step in as a first-line center. Um, Stephen Clark can play the four. Um, I'm not sure how well Clark's going to transition as a four in the SEC, but, I mean, he can do it some. But then – you know, it, th- those being the only two guys wasn't going to work. I mean, you don't want Zach Davis trying to defend the post. You don't want major minutes to BBD. So this this slots right in in a space that we desperately need to build in in the front court. Um, I think you can start him right next to Gray. Um, and you've got two guys that can pound in the post with anybody in the SEC. So um, I, I don't think the team works next year w- without BJ Mack on it. And so um, whatever it's going to be, it, it's going to work. Uh, if it works, it's going to work. Because BJ Max there, 
16 yeah, points, five rebounds. He's actually coming in older, more experienced, but he has the stats of freshman Gigi Jackson. Thought something. Well, yeah, he does. And uh, it, it's absolutely the guy that we needed. Um, he's And now I don't know if all of those points will, trans, will, will translate. Maybe they do. Um, but just he, he, he was – there were guys in the transfer portal that – we needed bodies. We, we, we needed we needed rotation SEC caliber players, guys like Stephen Clark. And um, this guy is a legitimate college basketball player. Uh, he he is he can he 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 can play the four or the five, which is perfect for us because he he's basically exactly the player that we needed last season. Is 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 what I see. Like when you look at last season's team, there was this massive hole in the paint. And that, that if Gray was off or in foul trouble, we were just going to lose because we had to slide in 6'4", Hayden Brown at center, basically, or Gigi at center is, is what we ended up doing. And so, like this, we were talking on the pod. We've done a good job getting some good transfers. We'll probably talk about some of them again here in a second. But, um, but the team doesn't come together without this guy. And this, you know – I don't know who's starting next year. I don't know which one of these transfers are going to start, but I know that BJ Mack is going to start. And uh, he's, he's, he's the marquee guy that we needed uh, from this, from this transfer portal. And um, it's, it, it's the, so far it's, it's the pickup, you, you know, this is the best pickup of Paris's career other than Jackson, obviously last season. Well, you, I mean, proven transfer, you know, Michi, you know, it didn't really prove it at Ohio State. He wasn't given the chance, but Mac is a bona fide starter. And just looking at his body, he's got the body of an SEC power forward. And looking at his highlights from his junior and senior years, it's funny when they played Citadel, Stephen Clark guarded him and he abused Clark because Clark, you know, is like on a good day, 205 at 6'8 and or 6'9, depending on what you, what, um, site you look at he pushed Clark around down low which made me think Clark if hopefully will fill in at the three and then only as the four if needed but Mac you know my favorite trait about him is career 80 percent free throw shooter you got any complaints with that would that lead the team I don't we might have had one guy at over 80 last year or was it right around 80 it was either right or uh, Michi um, Michi was at 76. Uh, Jacoby was at 74. Uh, Diva from Coastal um, was at 82 the last year he played. So, Bryce, I, I was thinking about you today when I was looking at what the roster might be. Other than um, BBV and Gray, everyone is either uh, 67% or better uh, in their last year playing college basketball. Oh, Taylon was uh, – Cooper was was 61. But, no, Um well, we should be a little better at the line next year. That That is one thing I think we will be better at. But we got these guys that are, you know, they got big bodies. We got tall guys. And no offense to BBV, his minutes probably might go away, you know, unless he dramatic, dramatically gets better this year. But Mac, I think if Gray gets in foul trouble, can slide up to the five. And, you know, as you guys saw last year when Josh Gray went out, we got abused down low for rebounds. So I think Mac can fill that hole. And then he's kind of a tweener between Clark and we have a lot of bodies and we, we might not be better than last year, but we have the depth. Now we have the potential to do well because we have guys that 
have some experience, but can they get together and gel early on? Um, that's the site to be seen because you can't have all those Q4 or Q3 losses in November and December. Um, but anyway, we have the, the finished players, which from what we've gathered, we probably won't see um, even though one's coming in in 23, both of them will kind of get going in 24. So looking at the roster guys, if you could put as of what you know today, Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Can you give me your starting five with what you see the team today? Because as of right now, we have 13 scholarship players in 23. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Michi, Jacoby, uh, Stephen Clark, BJ Mack, Josh Gray. That that strikes me as the most likely lineup um, when we roll out the ball for the first time. So you have Michi at point or shooting guard? Um, I think Michi would be at point. Um okay. That or you move Taylon in and you move Jacoby to the bench. But I, so you think Lamont's going to go with his guys that played last year at guard over the new transfers? I don't know. I mean, I think that Jacoby was probably our third best player last year. I mean, maybe him or Chico. Oh, during um, SEC play, he was the guy that could hit the 10 to 12 foot jumper. I'll tell you that. It, it, so it feels a little weird bumping him off. Um, I, I could see you doing it. Um, I mean, Michi definitely distributes enough. Um, I think the, to run the point. Um, yeah, I mean, t- without having seen a lot of Taylon Cooper, that that's my first guess. But you could slide Taylon Cooper or um, Miles Stute into the starting lineup, and it wouldn't shock me. All right, Sumter, you're starting five next year. Well, so it's definitely gonna be Gray and Mac up top and Michi's Michi's going to be one of the guards. And then I think there's just two, two, I think there's just those two positions up for grabs. Um, and, but like, it's, it's possible that Stephen Clark is coming off the bench, you know, backing up, backing up, uh, Mac, uh, at the four. Uh, it's also, I, I totally, I, I love Stephen Clark playing the three. I mean, it, it's so funny. Hayden Brown's got to be so pissed. Like <laughs> just, just that he comes to this team from Citadel with one year left, and uh, and he's got to play center half the time. And then his buddy Stephen Clark comes in, who's who's bigger than who's four inches bigger than him, and he gets to play the Hayden Brown's position at the three. You know, like, uh, but um, you, you know, Stephen Clark, um, I like him playing the three. His um, his three point uh, field goal percentage wasn't great last season, and so. Uh, you, you know, he shot, he only shot 22% from three. He shot 28% from three as a junior. And then he was under 20 as a freshman and sophomore. And so that as a wing guy, I'm not a huge, like, I don't like nearly as much. Uh, whereas Stute, um, whereas Stute shot 36% from three and 43% from three as a junior. And so like Stute's clearly the better shooter. I could totally see Stute playing. The other thing, and um, and it's going to depend on how good he is and his and how healthy his knee is, y'all. I could see us, especially with how big Gray and Mac are going to be at the four and the five. I could totally see us running a lot of three guard. Uh, the guards we've got big guards. Uh, both Deba and Cooper are both big guards. I totally could see us just putting just putting someone like Deba out there in the starting lineup, or 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 starting both Cooper and Wright. Michi, you know, Mac and Gray, like it's, it, it, it might be difficult 
for Mac and Gray to exist together. Um, they might be too much of the same player. And so, but, but at the same time, like if you look at the center minutes, um, if they overlap by 10 minutes each, you, you know, by 10 to 15 minutes each during the course of the game, they're, they're both staring at 35, you know, at 30 to 35 minutes a game. And so we don't actually have to play them together a ton if it doesn't work. But, um, but yeah, so it's, actually, it's, it's actually ahead, interesting. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, it's interesting in that I think you're right that Mac can do a better job of sort of stepping in. Um, I think on the defensive end, Mac and Gray are a little more likely to be interchangeable, but Mac can step out, right? I mean, he took about 153s last year, knocked down 34% of them. Um, Gray, uh, 0 for 1. Uh, from, from... Oh, that, that, was it that, what, what game was that? Was, that uh, was, was it a, was that last year? Alabama game? Like a, a, a closeout, a, a buzzer, uh, three pointer. Oh, he did. Which game was that? <laughs> it, it wasn't, wasn't Alabama. Alabama. What was it? Uh, Arkansas, maybe. It was Arkansas. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> what a game that was. All right. My starters for the year, a little bit different than you guys. I think Cooper is going to be the starter. I think Diva's coming off the injury. I think they're going to tradition transition Michi from point to shooting guard next year, which I think is his natural position. But of course, he proved that he could play point and take people off the off the ball for a layup. So I got Talon Cooper at the point, the transfer from Minnesota. I got Michi at the two. I got Miles Stute at the three, the transfer from Vandy. His junior year at Vandy, 42% from three. And then you have B.J. Mack at the four, the transfer from Walford. And then you got Josh Gray. I think that's how they're going to start the year. But I can see we can play with different teams. If they're a small, undo all guard lineup, or we can go big and play with the bigger teams in the SEC. I think we have the bodies this year to go back and forth. Um, I think throughout the year, though, that's going to change depending who's healthy and who's Get, gets it going, but I could see Lamont playing nine players and sticking with it. So as I might, I just mentioned my five, then you could have Diva, Wright, Clark, and then who would be my fourth? Maybe Davis? Uh, Zach Davis. Maybe Davis as your fourth, as your nine? So, what do you guys think of those nine? He's going to play more than nine because Murray Boyles is going to play. That's right. I forgot about Murray Boyles. And what's great about that is he's like a top 60 player in a few rankings. And he's it a high four, high four star. But think he's about top that. hundred. He's top hundred on all rankings. But so think let's, about let's it. call him a top hundred player. What's great about, you know, Gigi came in. I know he's not as highly rated as Gigi, but he's still a highly rated freshman to where all that pressure was on Gigi. Imagine Boyles now. With Matt coming in, you don't have to start him and put him under pressure day one. He could come off the bench, get comfortable in November, December, and maybe by SEC play, he's comfortable enough to be playing 15 minutes a game. Think about that. I feel that's a big difference. What are your thoughts, Kyle? His uh, his recruiting profile is about that of Devin Carter's. And, like, yeah, that, that's about what I want to see. Devin was playing about 20 minutes a game two years ago, and – I mean, I think you're exactly right. A asking something like that of him. Um, I mean, I think I think there's seven guys that are going to play. And, I, and if I remember our lineups correctly, like we, we've got them, right? We're just not sure exactly the way we're going to line up. But, I mean, it's going to be Michi Jacoby, Stephen Clark, B.J. Mack, Josh Gray, Taylon Cooper, 
uh, and Miles Stute. Like, they're going to play. I, I think Deba is almost certain to play as well. Um, so those eight guys are there. And then it's kind of a question of Zach Davis, BBV, Murray Boyles. How do they fill in? And I think that's going to, you know, are we going to rotate eight? Are we going to rotate 10? And maybe even 11, probably not 11, just from a practical perspective. But like the the last three guys, that's going to be the, the stuff I think we're all waiting to see uh, is, you know, how they can fill in and hopefully uh, play up um, and, and sort of push the roster up based on how good they are. Um, but I'm I, I'm interested to see that. Definitely Murray Boyles, I think. That's that's going to be to your point, being able to come off the bench, not being just thrown into the starting lineup, let alone trying to carry the team is going to be really good for his growth, I think. And if he's good, he's good. And he and he gets a lot of minutes, you you know, like and and he puts like it's it's such a great position with like landing Mac completes this team and and fills out this rosters. and, And if we hadn't have done it it would, it, it just, it, it creates so many other issues because what that means is that Murray Boyles is going to have to play a ton of power forward next year if we don't have Mac on the team. And, um, and so like this, this, this ultimately, this was the guy from the beginning of the transfer portal that we needed to get. He's the last one that we brought in. And, uh, and, and, and the other thing about this is now that there's, now that we've gone from having literally no depth, you know, to barely being able to trust six players to now, I mean, we're talking about potentially 10 guys that can, that can give meaningful minutes. Um, hey, we're talking full roster, Sumter. And yeah, yeah, full that roster. That was different like, like, than last know, year. Yeah, we, we know what the roster is in April. And, uh, and I mean, we're set. I love what he then turned around and did. You, you know, I, I'm sure he knew before the Finnish kids committed that Mac was going to be in the fold. And um, I love that he turned around and offered the spot to this kid that they seemed like they were a package deal, you know, and, and go ahead and give the scholarship to, to not the higher, the higher ranked one for 23 and lame redshirt because we can, because we have the depth. Like now's the year where we don't need the scholarship. Whereas last year we needed the body. And you got, so you got Mac with one year left. You got Clark with one year left. You got Cooper, which I think has two years, and depending on his COVID year, might have a third. You got Michi. Cooper has played four years already. I don't know if this is going to be his fifth year, but he's played – he played a lot of minutes. He played three years at Warhead and then a year at Minnesota. He's he's played 126 college basketball games. He's like – like he played 30-plus games a season for four years. I think he's done. After this season, so so you so that was Cooper, yes. So you have Cooper, Clark, Mac. Who else am I missing with one? Stute. Stute's got two. Stute's got two. Stute's got if, two. If he has a COVID year, I don't know what the rules are anymore. You, but, you know, like well, then Deba Deba's got one year left. Uh, you know, a healthy year, hopefully. So that's four guys. So you could see four guys, and that opens up positions for twenty four as well. Yeah, I was about to say when I was breaking down this roster, man, this is an old team all of a sudden. Yep. Like for a team that basically just disappeared, like the, the the roster disappeared two years ago when Frank walked out the door. And now I think we're going to have one, two, three, four, eight guys possibly classified as seniors. Now to your point, that doesn't mean all eight of them are going to sure. be out of eligibility, but this is an old team and I can't this I, part of me is like, great. You know, it, you'd rather have uh 
22 and 23 year olds uh, than 18 year olds. But I'm just, I, I'm, I'm almost confused as maybe they're like, this is a very old team. And so if it doesn't work, it's going to be a really weird place to find the roster after this group cycles. I mean, I know now with the portal, which is just what's happened with the roster right now. I mean, that's what we're talking about is look at all these new guys and they're not necessarily freshmen. Um, but it does like real, it just makes next year feel, I don't know. Yeah. I, I hate to make it sound like it's important. It's a second year, but like if next year goes sideways, it just, it leaves us in a very weird place. Well, on the it, other hand, it gives us a chance to have a really good year. Cause you got a lot of guys that know how to play. It's funny, Kyle, because everybody that's going to be new on the team is going to be older than everybody that's returning. Like, like <laughs> Jacoby, J- Jacoby's just a sophomore. I think Michi was uh, technically a junior last year mm-hmm. uh, with a COVID year. So that's, so he's still got two more years left. Josh Gray was in the same position as Michi. I think he's got two more years left. Uh, Zach Davis is a freshman. Um, and so like the, the guys that are here in the fold, that these joining are, you, you, you know, like, um, are, are, are the core. And it's just like, we've added, we've added veterans to this kind of young core that we've got. Uh, and what, what I really like about this year, as opposed to last year, that this year there's guys to step in and fill these spots, you, you know, like, like w- when we lose four seniors, you know, w- Murray Boyles is there to step in and start. Uh, if Jacoby's not a starter, he's there to step in and be a starter on the next year's on next year's season. Um, plus, we got the plus we haven't even mentioned we got this Arden Conyers kid from uh, you know from Westwood High School out here who seems like a, a, a seems like a pretty good player. He, um, he he's he's not he's not tracking like Murray Boyles is, but uh, but just like the in in this year of in, in all this flux that we've had, the roster almost feels more stable than it's felt in a while. Well, also another note, I'm looking at BJ Mack stats from last year. They played LSU, which wasn't, you know, a great team as we come to find out they lost by three. He had 18 points against LSU that on the road. That's just an example. He's played an sec team. Wasn't the greatest team, but he showed up. I, I think those little sign. I, I think those sixteen. I think those sixteen points a game are going to track. I think. I think. I think. I think they're going to like. I don't think it's going to be like Hayden Brown's eighteen, almost nineteen points a game at Citadel, turning into twelve here. You, you know, I, I think he's. It, it might go down to fifteen or fourteen, but it's gonna. It's gonna basically be the same. And then looking at Clark, Clark played a few teams with Citadel. I think he might track around nine to ten points. I think from his sixteen or seventeen. Yes, is my guess for Clark because he's good. He's kind of skinny, and if he tries to go down low, I think he'll be mismatched. But if he can take that four guy, if he's playing the four to the wing, that's where he's going to have a, um, and a little bit of upside. Yeah, Clark just played on a worse team, so like he's not going to use nearly the amount of shots for South Carolina than he did. I mean, he was kind of the Citadel's go-to guy. Um, I mean, Mac was, but to a lesser extent for Walford. I, one thing that's kind of, I mean, it is kind of in, like, so if we're going to talk about like sort of the, the things that maybe scare me a little bit is all these guys were on really bad teams with the exception of Stute. 
really bad teams. Minnesota was awful last year, and I don't know that. The, I mean, I, I don't know that, hey, that means he they had can't almost what, good, six, but... what six assists on a really bad team. That's pretty good if you're getting six assists and your team's bad for Cooper, right? Yeah, were good. Uh, but did he have ten assists a game? Um, maybe, maybe you'd have other guys to do stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, but that, that, that worries me a little. There's a lot of guys here that really don't make, create their own shots very well. Like Deba doesn't really create his own shot. Zach Davis. I mean, BBV obviously doesn't. So a little worried about kind of who, if it shifts to, I, I mean, just so much of our offense last year or so much of our guys, had pressure taken off them from Gigi Jackson that they're going to have to take on a little bigger role. And can they get better with that? I mean, most guys don't, you know, you take on more and that, that hurts you. So I'm interested to see what, you know, Jacoby Wright looks like when he's got to take on a little larger role than he did last year. Uh, Josh Gray is probably going to take on a little larger role than he did last year. Uh, can they hold steady or, I mean, frankly, given the way we were last year, get better. Um, you hope they can, but uh, that that's the kind of stuff we'll need to see um, to really make this team go. Well, Kyle, one thing for sure, we're bringing back a guy who's more than happy to create his own shot, even when there's not one there to create in Michi Johnson. And so, uh, and so like, <laughs> and, uh, and so, and, and obviously this is assuming that I, I don't even know what the rumors are about him in the, in the NBA combine, but I have still not heard anything more than just a couple of tweets about this. but hey, he can four- make probably the longest and farthest three-pointer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did, did, you when he had three shots at the half-court shot to beat Alabama, Bryce, did you think he was making the third one before he took it? It looked lined <laughs> up. and I'm surprised. <laughs> Man, that would have been – would that have been the best game ever? I know we're going to go in the little pass, but – that Alabama game, I know we blew it, but like if that shot goes in from half court and we win, is that just beating beating Alabama, beating the number two team in the country with the best with who was considered the best player in college basketball at the time by making literally a half court shot to end the half and then a half court shot to end the to end the game to win by one? That would have been that would have in overtime would have been something else. I mean, we we were there for the nine o'clock. Tip. It hit the back of the rib. It hit the and back of the rib. Like like it, I it looked like it was going in from where we were standing. And if it wasn't for certain defensive lapses, is what I'm going to call that. We win that game. But you know what? That showed the potential of we that team last year, which played good down the stretch, wasn't a great team overall. Played with one of the best teams in the country, which shows on basketball on one given night. What's that mean, Sumter? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. What's basketball all about, Sumter? It's about it's about it's it's runs and buckets. 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 Um, so so <laughs> one thing about that Alabama game is that when Brandon Miller beats whoever's guarding him, when when whoever next year's SEC Brandon Miller is beats whoever is guarding him at the you, you know to to hit a dagger layup at the buzzer, he's at least coming down the paint and being greeted by BJ Macker. And or Josh Gray, um, unlike unlike last season. You think there might be some bruises on the players after they uh, go against Mac and Gray? It 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 it'll be. They'll, we're gonna play physical. That's for sure. All right, guys. I, before we switch to women, I want to get your initial thoughts right now with this roster. Can this team get to five hundred 
winning record. What are your initial thoughts now sitting at the end of April? Kyle, let's start with you. Um, with If they were playing last year's schedule, do I think they could hit 500? And let's think 500 around 60 and 16. Can they get to that mark? Because that would only have been five games difference last year. Yeah, if they play last year's schedule, and I mean, obviously we got a few months to go before the non-con comes out. Yeah, I mean, I think this team does, like, and part of, obviously, uh, down in Charleston, we had a weird, uh, we had some injuries. But yeah, I mean, they, they at least get a game in Charleston. Probably and we need to avoid D.C., right? We don't uh, need this. They, they probably beat East Carolina. They at least don't look that bad against GW. Um, I mean, that... The problem this team's going to have is that the SEC is still going to be really, really good. And it, they can make a substantial jump and still be playing the first night of the SEC tournament. Um, it's a really good conference right now. And so I, I definitely think this team will be better than last year's team. Um, I think that it will probably... It'll, it probably won't be the worst team in the conference, um, but we like, will it be in the year. top? But will it be in the top half of the conference? I don't know. Um, it, it's it's a long way to go, uh, but they got some guys. I mean, it, it's so, definitely a full roster. Um, which, to your point, you know, you look at last year. It's we got eight eight guys really, and, yeah. and two well, of, one them of them was DBV, and two of them were. I mean. I look, man, I like Zach Davis too, but like he's not much on offense. Like it yet. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm talking about 2023 Zach Gray, or excuse me, Zach Davis, um, wasn't doing a whole lot on the offensive side of the court. And so this year, I think that you've got at least seven guys. Um, Michi, Jacoby, Stephen Clark, Matt Gray, Cooper, Stute are all gonna be able to do do something on the offensive end. I think Murray Boyles could be the eighth. Um, and so I think that, that problem at least should be resolved. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the over on 500 in general. I'd take, I'd still take the under probably in the SEC though. All right. So so your thoughts. So I think Kyle's Kyle's right here, but, but, but it's not necessarily even a bad thing. Um, the, the team is going to be better and, and if, and, um, and the conference is great, but, but just, you know, uh, Mississippi State went eight and ten in the conference, and um, and was playing and was playing in the NCAA tournament. You know they were they, they finished ninth in the SEC and was playing in the NCAA tournament, uh, or at least in, in the, they were in the first four. And I mean, like, w- which for us is w- w- would be would would just that would be considered just an unbelievable amount of success if we landed in one of the as like an 11 seed in one of the first four games. Can we get 20 wins and go nine and nine in conference? Well, so yes. So, so I think that the answer to that is, is yes. Um, like Mississippi state went, went, uh, let's say they went 13 and 10. Uh, they went 13 and 10 out of conference. Um, and, um, you know, we, we, this team with, with that, with last year's out of conference schedule could have gone 13 and 10. Um, 13 and two. Did I do my subtraction wrong? Yeah, so. they only played thirteen non-con games. But, oh, I was just I was just saying what Mississippi State did. Mississippi State played, but Mississippi State went twenty-one and thirteen. It was eight and ten in the conference, which means they were thirteen and 
three out yeah. of conference. Yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is that this team could have done that. Is like like this team could have won nine, ten out of conference basketball games, which which then means that they could play, which then means that if they win, if they only go five hundred in the SEC, that that they are, you know, if they only go five hundred in the SEC, it's it's they're on the bubble is is where they are, which then puts them back in the NIT, which is a place we have not been in a very long time. You know, like 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 that's not necessarily ideal. That's not where like a lot of fan bases want to be, but it's where the, this fan base wants to be. And um and 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 I think I'll put it this way. I'm as excited. I think this team is gonna be the best post final four team that South Carolina's put on the court. Who so I, I do want to be clear. It's not apples for apples to look at uh, last year's Mississippi State team. They beat TCU at home in the non-con. They beat Utah. They beat a really good Marquette team. Uh, they played Drake close. I mean, Drake was pretty good. I, I, what's our second best out-of-conference win last year? Oh, it's not. It's 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 not great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it's Georgetown away, I think. Uh, yeah, was, and they weren't good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Clemson's number one, but like, I mean, uh, yeah, Georgetown on the road. Uh, that that are Western Kentucky at home. So the non-con, it's not just getting to thirteen and three. It's you got to schedule up and you got to win some of those games. That's, um, that's true, and they played an additional uh, Division One opponent. You, you know, like because uh, they played one more non-con than us, like. Like uh, they played, a, they scheduled up and played a tougher team. Yeah. Um, I, I was just using this as an example that just because the conference is deep doesn't mean that we can't be successful and 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 have a season, you, you know, and and have as like like I I absolutely think this team can make the NIT. Just looking at the roster, if they don't, I will be disappointed. And um, and. And I think they can. I'm not saying they're going to make the NCAA tournament, but I think they can get to the bubble. And uh, and if they and if they pull off of of the right wins down the stretch, you know, they'll punch their ticket. But um, but what I do think, but you know, I mean, we haven't made the NIT since um, since the Final Four. Um, and so I, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be the most successful uh, basketball team we've had since 2017. All right, I think our ceiling. In my mind, I think we can be an NIT team. And if something crazy happens and we win some games we're not supposed to, anything can happen and maybe we can get to that 20-win mark, 21-win. But I would love to finish in the top 10 in the SEC. I'd call that an increase from, what, 12th last year. And if you can finish in the top 10 and beat some people you're not supposed to, I think that gets you in the NIT. And I think that would show progress especially with his team in Lamont in his second year. I really think he needs to have a winning record and making that NIT to show progress, just from my opinion. I think with these players, a lot of junior, senior, fifth-year guys, I think they can do it if they gel together. And, of course, it matters when the schedule comes out, who we playing, where we playing them. Um, that all matters. So we'll see what happens. Hey, we're talking basketball at the end of April. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Let's switch over to the women real quick. From our last pod on Sunday night, we knew Dawn had a commitment, silent commitment. It finally came out Monday. Sumter, your thoughts on the point guard from Oregon. Pow, 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 pow I believe is how you say your name. Is that why you put you yeah, it in there to me? 
Yeah, she visited over the weekend. She liked what she saw. Five nine guard. Point is the, guard is, is the guard. modern ex, is the modern exterminating? We know what bugs you this week. Going to be that we have started recruiting all these players with names you can't pronounce again, Bryce. Hey, I can't wait to have a three point shooter who was shooting over forty percent with a last name Pow Pow. It's it's Think pretty solid. It. It's pretty solid. And what the what did the women not have in the national championship game? Girls that could hit what? Threes. They weren't hitting threes. Uh, Iowa was daring us to take them, and we and Raven, to her credit, started making them. But but like it got us out of our offense. It it definitely had an effect on us. And so yeah, I think it's a great pickup. Um, I I don't you know like we probably do need a veteran or two on this team, and um, it's going to be a young team. I think the big fish out there still is Morrow, uh, who's going to be visiting. Uh, who's visiting LSU this weekend and then coming to us the next. And so, um, but yeah, you, you know, I almost like, we don't need, I don't want to say we don't need either of them. They're both very good players. And so of course we need good players, but, uh, but, but this team, this team's loaded again. And, um, and Dawn's going to put a great team on the floor. Uh, definitely want Morrow and don't want her going to LSU though. That's for sure. Well, I, I think guess. if she sees Reese and, Haley on the team, and I think there's another girl that played a lot of minutes. Why go there and fight for minutes when you can come here and play a lot of minutes, especially when you lose seven girls from the the team? And and why jump onto a team that just snuck into the national title that, that like peaked that peaked the season before they were ready to, you know, and and won the national title? You you know, if you don't win the national title, you're just gonna be an afterthought. Whereas like if she comes here and we, and we win the title um it's like all of a sudden you, you know she will we'll be talking and she's the best player on the team we'll be talking about i mean we won't put her in boston's territory but we will talk about her like we talk about boston and asia well you know? 26 points a game 12 rebounds a game 6-1 i think she fits that small forward spot between her or brie hall unless brie hall goes to the two she f- fits like perfectly after you know we lost um, Brie Beal to the draft. I just think that she would hit that spot perfectly and play a lot of minutes for Dawn, the Michael Jordan, the women's basketball. Wouldn't that be nice to have a just a, a proven scorer hitting the team and you don't have to worry about some of these girls. We have talent everywhere, but it might not be proven in the games yet. Also, so we have Morrow and then we have Sakima Walker, the um, JUCO national champion that started at Rutgers 6'5" that uh, visited the other weekend. I think those are the last two recruits that we're looking at from what Dawn's looking at currently today. Can't turn down a 6'5 girl. I don't think that's a proven winner. That's a Juco transfer, right? That would be a Juco transfer. We're looking at her. We're in her final couple schools, but she won the Juco national championship. It was 6'5. I think we lost a few tall girls. I think it'd be nice to back one in. So, so I'm gonna like like I, nothing against this this player, all right. But I am gonna you know argue against you here. Dawn can turn down a six five JUCO transfer. I mean, like the size is there. Like like they don't need her. She totally has the ability to do that. It's not like she needs BJ Mack to come in and round out this roster. Well, you know, I like, think Dawn only lets people visit that they want. Right? I think Dawn's at the point where she only lets people come in if they want them. So if Dawn wants them. I'm not going to ever doubt the dog. Oh, no, 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 I'm good. I, I'm just making a joke. She could, like, like if she wants to roll out our bigs 
as uh, as uh, Cardoso, Fagan, and Watson next year. Like I and and have them all play thirty minutes. I'm good with that. You know, like. <laughs> so, Kyle, any thoughts on the women in the transfers this week? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about Papao. It's um, it's just a club we haven't had in our bag uh, of someone who can hit. Uh, gosh, what did she shoot? Like 42% from three last year. Um, uh, 88% from the line. Uh, even if that's even if that's 10 minutes a game, but it's someone that you can put on the floor late to kind of either, you know, help you out. Uh, that That's just a perfect last couple minutes close game player, right? Like you need a couple threes, you got someone out there that can shoot it, or uh, you're up five, you know, you're about to start getting fouled. All of a sudden um, you got 80 87% over her career uh, walking up to the line. If that's, if that's all she is, that's valuable. And if she's more, even better. So um, that's, that's uh, a, a nice accompaniment to, to an otherwise an already strong roster. Well, we'll see what happens with the women, but I guess guys, that's it for the pod this week. Um, any closing thoughts on the, um, the week there was with transfer city. Just, just it was just a great day. Um, we didn't even really talk about the twenty four, you know, kid yet uh, uh, with with Federico, but but just one. I guess with the closing thought that I didn't really touch on is that um, Lamont is recruiting. He's not recruiting better than Frank ever did, but he is recruiting better than Frank has recruited since the Final Four, yeah. and um, and. And that is, and that is a wonderful sign. Um, and if, if he can keep this up, you know, bring on like, like this sets up to bring in Cam Scott, you know what I mean? Like, and, um, and so I'm just nothing. I'm very pleased right, right now with, with everything I've seen from Paris so far. And all eyes are on Cam Scott out of Lexington for 24. He's our guy that we're going after. And he's a number one guy that I think Lamont's staring at the wall, hoping that, he can get them. All right, Kyle, closing thoughts this week. No, I mean, I'll, I'll echo something. You know, I, I talked a little earlier about something that's exciting and uh, causes me some trepidation about this coming year is, man, this is a sneaky old team. But something that makes me feel better about that is that, yeah, I, it, it's an old team can put a good team on the floor. All of a sudden, you're seeing some steady progress. Lamont's recruiting well with the team we put on the floor last year. Uh, you would think that having a better result on the court is going to make it even easier for him to recruit. And yeah, yeah. I, I my thing with Lamont was all, I, I don't think uh, any of us here were like when uh, Frank left said, you know, my number one guy is Lamont Paris. I think he's the guy, but you know, you're sort of looking for, all right, how, how can we look at this and go, Oh, this is how it's going to work. I can see how this works. Like, I, I think that today, again, like not just like this fills out the roster, but this kind of goes back to the point of, it's a big recruiting win. It's the type of thing you're going to, you're going to have to go out and you're going to have to get some big recruiting wins. Uh, he got another one today and that's, yeah, you, you can start to see how this team can make sense, not just next year, uh, but the years going forward. So um, hoping that continues. And I think with getting Mac, I think that shows Cam Scott, he can get a high level player. And if we do well this year, I mean, I think if we can make postseason play that shows Cam Scott that we're not a bottom dweller in the SEC and we can compete in the SEC. All right, guys, thanks for joining this week. Next time you'll see us on the pod, I have a feeling if we get a transfer for women's basketball from DePaul that we might need to pop back on again. But until then, 
enjoy other sports, even though basketball is number one in our eyes. Kyle, we can give for- a shout out to baseball. It, hey, it's back and out. it's great. Baseball like, is like, doing like, well. You, but on the- you, you may or may not see us out there. Uh, Who knows? Time or two. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. Kyle, thanks for being the man. Good talking to you guys. Like you said, man, fun to be talking Carolina hoops in April. All right. We'll see you guys again next week. Go Cox. GBO out.